Welcome along everyone to The Escapade Show number 8. Number 8. We've got Gavin Oates from The Tree of Knowledge, who we've met over just very briefly over the last couple of months. And uh, we're just talking about, we had a, a great Skype session with you a few weeks ago there. So Gavin, thanks for coming down. Thank you so much for asking me. Really excited with all the work that you guys are doing and all the the good stuff you're doing, particularly for young people out there. So, yes. uh, you know, it's an honour to be here. Thank you for having me. No, Brian Gavin's an online personality, founder, director of Tree of Knowledge, I should say. Director, managing director. Managing director. Yeah, not founder. There's a story That's there. Right. But, uh, That's right. But managing director of Tree of Knowledge. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we get into this story then? So, <laughs> I, I love mean, how excited you like, are. <laughs> I, 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 I would say, you know, I, I, the work you guys do, I mean, basically it was through a, a one of our mentors that have, have put us yep. together uh, and he has been telling us about the great work you've been doing and we, we've actually seen from afar and, uh, you know, for us it's like really like, wow, what those guys are doing, it's like, you know, on a smaller <clears> scale what we're doing with, with young people, but obviously ours is more focused around music. Of course. Um, but Scott had made that connection. Shout to like, Scott McFarlane. Yes, legend. He will be watching this <laughs> yes. at some point. He will so be. Big shout to Scott. And, um, you know, he was very, very adamant, and, and I'm glad he's put it together. So why don't you, for people who don't know about the Tree of Knowledge and who you are, let's bring them up to speed. Cool. Tree of Knowledge, uh, we are essentially a motivational and engagement training organisation. Uh, we travel all of the UK working with... Um, schools, colleges, unis and businesses. So we started out though purely working in schools. Mm -hmm. um, everything we did was based around this idea of helping young people to help themselves. You know, helping to create these really positive futures for these young people uh, and ultimately do our bit to inspire the world. Mm -hmm. um, and then about eight years ago, um, we had done one or two wee bits and pieces within, we'll call it the corporate, the corporate side of things. Um, and then it was things like head teachers, partners getting in touch and saying, you did this thing for my yeah. husband or wife at this event. Could you come and do it with my team at work? And, you know, it all kind of grew arms and legs. So now we work with some of the biggest companies in the world, like Nike, um, General Electric, Canon, um, all, all sorts. But right at the heart of our business is, is education uh, mm -hmm. and going into schools and uh you know, helping to put as many smiles and faces as we possibly can. It sounds a bit corny, but that really is what it's all about. So very, very passionate, very purpose-driven organisation. Um, the team has grown and grown over the last few years quite substantially um, and uh, working in more and more schools all the time. And we love it. Yeah. So I was going to ask, does the, obviously it will, but you have to cater different types of training for the schools to like the corporates or is it fundamentally just making people feel better about where they're at like i think one of the things i love about what we do it it doesn't it doesn't matter what age you are it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter which position you're in within your business or your school mm -hmm. what we do will will apply to that individual because at the end of the day we're all human beings we've all got emotions we've all got feelings yeah. we've mm -hmm. all got brains we're all amazing and we're all able to learn great things um we do have to tailor it to an extent, of course we do. Um, we have um, we have workshops for basically primary school children all the way through to sixth year at high school. Um, you know, and every workshop for each year group is completely different. Moving into the corporate world, a lot of the key themes carry over uh, because again, it's about things like mindset, motivation, leadership, communication. Um, 
I think when we first went into the corporate world, corporate world, I was terrified. You know, my background, as I'm sure we'll get to at some point, is in primary school teaching, and the thought of going in and working with a large corporate organisation just seemed really alien mm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out if you can if you can engage an audience of teenagers for three or four hours, actually working with adults is easier. Yeah, <laughs> we found that yeah. as well. It's uh, yeah. It's not that we prefer, you know, but like when we've got the younger ones in, it's like you've just got to strip everything right back, have it hands on, yeah. you know, just get them enjoying themselves. Yeah. And then like the older <clears throat> older ones, if they've got a bit of like an, an interest in music, it makes our job so much easier. Yeah. But then you get some that are just totally not, you know, that, and you've got to try and thing, that, That's you know? the thing with young people, like, because of, especially the culture in Scotland is so... You know, to be a bit flamboyant or confident or whatever is not cool mm. or whatever. So everybody's a bit more reserved and really they're actually loving it. Yeah. But they're not really showing it. Whereas with adults, you kind of, you know, you've passed yeah. that barrier and you're either yeah. into something or you're not. You this know? is it. This is it. Um, so what what would you say really motivates you in terms of how, how you deliver what you deliver and how do you keep the team motivated? Because obviously, as you're saying, the team has grown. Yeah. For us, it's it's a challenge, but you know, it's it, we have great people there. So it's like for you, how do you how do you find your sort of key areas of, of helping motivate the team? I think a huge part of it for us is is our vision as an organisation to inspire the world. It's I know there are people out there who would maybe think that that's it's quite a grand vision to have for your little company and maybe a bit corny, but. I can assure you, every single person in our company gets up every day knowing that they get to do their little bit that will go make a difference, that will help to inspire the world. Um, And I think the values that go in line with that within our business, you know, we've got five core values that everybody could tell you what they are. Everyone can tell you what they mean. Everyone can tell you how they they demonstrate those values in their work. And these are things that we, we do talk about, you know, where, you know, so our values, for example, are learning, innovation, fun, excellence, and passion. Um... And I think um, as, as speakers and trainers and facilitators, I mean, you can never know enough. You can never learn enough. So that's part of the motivation. You know, you have to keep it fresh. You have to keep it up to date. And, you know, when you're going in and working uh, with other people, particularly in the schools, they're, they're going to tell you if it's rubbish. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're going to be very honest with you if you're not good enough. Kids, kids you, you, you can't bullshit children. Yeah. You know they will they will tell you if they're not enjoying something or if they know that you're not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know I mean anyone can go in and tell stories to their audiences, but if they're not true, they're gonna they're gonna know. So mm-hmm. I think it's just this idea of every day of bettering yourself yeah. in order to make it better for your audience to give them the best possible experience you possibly can. Um, you know I want I want every single workshop that's delivered by anybody in Tree of Knowledge. We want people to be walking out the door. Button. Yeah. You know, we want people feeling three foot taller with great big smiles on their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best lessons I ever had in life, and you'll have heard this phrase before, was when I trained as a primary school teacher and there was an old teacher said to me, Gavin, it doesn't matter who you work with in life, whatever job you do, most people will never remember everything you tell them, but they will remember exactly how you made them feel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just stuck. And I think, I think that is really key for us at Tree of Knowledge. It's about... We want people to feel something, something really positive, um, something that's making a difference. So we have a, an approach that we call our three E's, and it was almost by accident that it just so happened that they all started with E, and it's entertain, enlighten, educate, in that order. I'm absolutely convinced that people 
would rather be entertained than learn. Whether we agree with that or not, it's not the point. Um, if you can make people laugh, if you can help them to feel something, mm -hmm. and we learn some cool stuff in the process, um, then it, uh, it works. It works. I like that approach to education. We have a similar approach, mm. whereas we use music and the entertaining aspect of DJing, producing music, recording yep. sounds, recording yep. the car door shutting. You know, the young people are like blown away, but yeah. underneath that, they're learning about sound, yeah. engineer sounds, yeah. what reverb means. Yeah. You know, all of these kind of things yeah. underlying, yeah. they're learning and they're associating it with that kind of positive. Yeah, it's all feeling. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost like it won't be until they, it won't be until they're home maybe right. that night that they realise actually I've learned tons yeah, today. Exactly. But in the moment, it was all about having this really positive, fun, exciting mm -hmm. experience. Love it. You know, yeah. that's that's what it's all about. And it's even better when you hear it indirectly from like a parent that their kid goes yeah. home. Yeah. That's the first thing we talk about. Yeah. Absolutely. That these guys were in. Uh, talking to us whether it's tree knowledge or whether it was escapade yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like and they had the decks out and had a shot of the decks and you know they probably learned a good bit as well yeah. that day just because their state's yeah. been changed you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's great no it's, it is amazing when you hear word of mouth about your own doings it's huge you know we, we were in a primary school and that exact thing happened yeah and uh it was my cousin her daughter primary two and i didn't recognize her because there was 60 kids in okay but she got back to me that night saying uh, Eva's absolutely buzzing about a day at school today and I didn't know it was you guys that were in doing the yeah. DJing and stuff and I'm yeah. like, that's amazing because mm -hmm. it's can full circle back yeah. round to me through someone else. Yeah. It just shows you that it's good work. Yeah, you make a difference. Stuff. And, yeah. it's, and, it's, and the thing is, you think if when you were a wee guy, you said that and if that was you and if that was me and it's like, wow, they've actually gave me my first shot of that's what Calvin Harris does or whoever it is <laughs> that they, they love, you know. Or, and or it's, of a potential career. Absolutely. Like that could be the first time, you know, there could be like a, a humongous DJ in that the ranks of the primary school. Yeah, yeah. Or a, or a keynote speaker down yeah, the line. But yeah. if you're responsible for creating that spark in the first place, it's a big thing that drives us, you know. Do you know what, what's funny as well is like one of the things that I was asking them was like, you know, what, what do you just want to do when you're older? And literally 90% of them all want to be YouTubers. Yeah, that's the thing. Now, like, this is the difference. And it's like, and we were just saying, right, well, listen. That you can make that happen, you can yeah. do that, you know. Don't let anyone say that you can't, but you, you've got to work hard and, and yeah. produce lots of content yeah. and, my, my and actually do it. My son's nine and um he he can tell me all sorts of names of YouTubers. Yeah. Now his his thing is Pokemon mm -hmm. and there are all these YouTubers who they sit for hours opening packs of Pokemon mm. and my wee boy sits glued to this stuff and but he can reel the names off. And then you walk into the toy shops and here's YouTubers with their own soft toys, their plushy figures, and he's going, oh, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. No idea what he's talking about. But YouTube covers everything now, and there's no reason why these kids can't be on there being stars of the future. For sure, and it's it's such a new thing that all the teachers are like, I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. And you asked a question like, you know, who wants to be a YouTuber? Mm. And literally the whole class... And you asked a more important one, which was why do you want to uh -huh, yeah. be a YouTuber, which was quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. So yeah. immediately the hands are shooting up. It's like, because I want to be famous. I want or lots of money. I want lots of money. <laughs> so we were like, you know, <laughs> we're, like, oh we're trying to formulate an answer to primary But why did I ask this? It's encouraging, but also real. Do you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So what we were saying is like, you've got to enjoy what you do yeah. before the money. 
Yeah. Because there's a good chance nobody will follow you if you're just wanting to make money. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you've got to find something you love doing. Be authentic. Make great videos, and then the money will come. You yeah, know, yeah. just trying yeah, to yeah. simplify that for yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? It's like. It but it's crazy. Awful. It's crazy how much the land the landscape's changing in that in that fact. Mm-hmm. You know, we were speaking briefly about social yep. media earlier. And, you know, it's, it's essentially like a social experiment. That's you know, that's my belief on it, and, and what we're going through. Yeah. And it's like what we're seeing with Facebook and all these ones. It's like the radio is a big thing. Then TV was a big thing. Then YouTube is a big thing, and now it's like social media has got all of those yeah. wrapped up in one. Yeah. One of the things I'd said to you earlier is I'm. I mean, I'm I'm 38 next month, and I'm old enough to remember what it was like to have no smartphone, to have no social media of any sort. Mm. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely <laughs> incredible. And it's only recently I've been I've been I've been thinking about this. Um, and I even remember when Friends Reunited came along. I don't know if you even know what what that I is. Know, I or, remember that vaguely. I think. Yeah, it was the first Facebook, I guess, mm-hmm. before Facebook were Facebook, and it was a Scottish couple that that created it. But uh, was it, really? it was. Uh, but anyway, I I um, it is changed days now. And I remember I was giving a talk in a school fairly recently and it was actually to first year pupils and I had made a comment about how when I was their age there was there was no social media and this little girl burst out laughing and said, but how did you speak to your friends? I, we spoke, mm-hmm. but what if, they, <laughs> what if they lived down the street? You, you walked to their house or you cycled or you yeah. took your well, skateboard you or whatever. <laughs> well, we got to that eventually and they go, but what if they live in the next town? And it's like, well, you you would maybe get on your bike and cycle or you would use the house phone. What's a house phone? Yeah. See that phone halfway up your stairs that no one actually ever touches? Oh, I that. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to them, I mean, do you know when you were out with your friends, when you were a bit older and you'd be home, let's say, by like nine o'clock or something um, and uh, you're going to be a wee bit late, you'd have to go into a phone box, reverse the charges phone your mum and tell her you're going to be home late and if your mum didn't accept the charges you knew you were in trouble of course they had no idea what I was talking about what's a phone box yeah, so. uh, wow. but it's changed days it is but no social media it has its place and um, you have to you know people need to embrace it now and particularly in what you guys do as well getting, getting your music out there I, mean, I, lo- I love what you guys do and I'm fascinated at, whilst um, you know dance music techno music is not the type of music that I tend to listen to, I'm fascinated by the industry and have always kind of kept one eye on it. And I've had my trips to Ibiza uh, many, many years ago. Um, and I think we spoke about this on our, our Skype yeah, yeah. conversation the time I watched Faithless in a disused quarry in Ibiza. And it's truly one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. And if you guys are able to take even an ounce of that energy and that, mm. that live experience that gets you right in there to kids then then I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Absolutely, you know, it's great and being able to do what we do uh, motivationally, tying it in with the music, it's unreal because we're from Dumbarton, Escapade was created off the back of nothing like this yeah. ever ever being here. For me growing up, yeah. I was just always on my own, the only DJ in the area, I felt obviously with some other DJs around but not really with the kind of grand ideas and stuff. So like for us now, having a collective here, mm-hmm. and for young people to look and see me as an example, like I went to Dumbarton Academy there, um, I would join at a trade, I went down mm-hmm. the trade route because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now to be going out there and playing in Amnesia, a super club, taking the team out, building a company, you know, building trust, it's like, it's all, that's inspirational for anyone going to school. Of course. Yeah. And um, that's a big thing that drives us, you know, there's no qualifications, there's no university stuff. 
It's just hard work. It's, just and, and it's, taking, work. it's taking the yeah. thing that you believe in and, and taking it to the world. Absolutely. And that's not easy. And it, take, it can take years and years and years. I mean, you, you, you've done this for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. it, occasionally you hear about people's overnight success, but we all know that that isn't literal. So we rare. know that that's behind the scenes. It's years and years and years. Yeah. Um, and it's just taking that thing you love and, and taking it to the world and sharing it. Yeah. And social media has allowed for that. Mm -hmm. So I almost feel it was like, now's the right time. It was meant to happen. Because if this, if we tried to kick off Escapade even 10 years ago, probably wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Social media is what's allowed us to expand into a market which is all over the globe. Mm -hmm. It's no longer we town of the Martin trying to sell the music services. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Skype, we've got things like that. This is like hopefully inspiring for anyone who's trying to start a business or whatever because yeah. the market's the world now. Yeah, and say, you know, famous for a few, Dan Daniel Priestley says uh, that in one of his books, it's like, you don't need to be famous to the world these mm -hmm. days. You can have 5,000 people who love your stuff mm -hmm. all over the globe. Yeah. And that's it. That's, there's yeah. your living now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's like, it's, it's almost like the power's been taken from the big corporates it's always been. Yeah. And it's been more evenly spread out because of the internet, which is great, I think. You know, it's given more people that chance to go out and create businesses and stuff. You know I, mean? I think it's, 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 quite, it's quite a mad sort of domain that we're in. And, you know, for us to conduct what we do, is, and as I was saying to you earlier, it's like so much of it is via social media. Mm. So it's just about being able to use it, I think, in a positive manner because it's like, you know, it's like Ty Lopez, uh, one of uh, an online mentor that we watch, you know, he, you know, whether or not we agree with this or not, he, he goes about and like, uh, he'll do like competitions where he'll give people money and stuff like that, or he'll, he'll, or he'll, he'll buy someone a car, yep. or he'll literally just stop someone in the street and say, you know, there's a grand, you know, go and pay off whatever you've got, this and that. And what he'll say is like, look, he, and then he'll show you all the negative comments he gets. Mm -hmm. People like, oh, you think you're this, you think you're that. And he's like, but seeing the end of the day, what I'm doing is very positive. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually changing some people's lives by giving them like 10 grand or whatever. And I'm not doing it to show off. I'm just like, I'm sick of seeing negative stuff. Why not do something positive? But with doing that, you get called this, you know, you're yeah. just trying to show off this and that. But it's again, social media has opened up the gate for people in Scotland to be sitting watching that video. Do you know very what I mean? true. Well, you've probably experienced a bit of that when you go out there and put yourself out on the line. You create companies, you, you really just go for it. With any extreme positive, there's a, the opposite effect. You get people saying this, that and the other. Yeah. It's a natural thing. Failure's okay. You know, you probably have that yourself. Absolutely. And I think it's, um, I think you get to a point where you have to accept that it's okay to fail, as you said. And you know, there's a lot of stuff in education at the moment about helping children to um, to experience failure and to deal with failure, because of course we've all been set up to win. Um, and you know, there's things they do in schools now where nobody wins at sports day, and you know they need to be allowed to win stuff as well as as, as fail. But anyway, um, oh listen, I've made a million mistakes. Um, I've upset people. I've I've done the wrong thing. Um, uh, you know, there's there's it's how you then come come back from that. You know, and I think. It's, I think in life there's always going to be opportunities, but within every opportunity, something's going to go wrong somewhere. One of the, one of the best things I ever heard that didn't make any sense to me at the time was when everything's perfect, when you feel like everything's going really, really well, something's wrong. And I'd never ever knew what that meant. And your face right now tells me you don't know what it means. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's a really hard one to explain. I said, when it, whenever like you think, it though, when, it, when, when you think everything's just perfect, something's wrong. 
because there will always be something around the corner that's going to smack you in the face. Whether it's somebody, as you say, giving it, giving it that, mm -hmm. um, or whether it's just, uh, it could be in business, a client deciding to try a competitor. Mm -hmm. That hurts. Mm -hmm. It really hurts. Yeah. But just make yourself better and win them back, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it could be a member of staff who's been with you for a while, who's just a gem, deciding it's time, it's time to go. That hurts. Mm -hmm. It really hurts. It's not personal, mm -hmm. but it feels personal because it's, it's your business, it's your thing that you've built and spent hours and months and years of your time putting everything you have into it. Um, again, it's it's the mindset that you have with that. I was just about to say, so it comes down to just the awareness and the mindset that it's going to go both ways, I, always. Always. There's not like this pot of gold that you're trying to get to and once you get there, bing! Yeah, no, absolutely. It's fantastic now, nothing yeah. else is. No. It's like, it's, so it's really just kind of developing and training a mindset that's used to failure, understanding that, you know, with the extreme positives, there's always something yeah. about smashy. Yeah. And it's yeah. enjoying it though, it's enjoying that process and being in the moment and not always thinking about, oh, but I want this and I want that and I want it to be this. So it's important true. to have those goals and have that vision, but whilst you're going through the experience, enjoy your story, enjoy your adventure. Because, you know, I, I did a, an eight week mindfulness training uh, uh, course uh, last year. And I, one of the big takeaways from that was they, they say that the only time in life you can truly ever enjoy is right now. Yeah. You can remember yesterday that's all there and is. you can look forward to tomorrow, mm -hmm. but the only moment you can actually truly, truly enjoy is right now. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're building a business, if you're inspired to follow your dream, whether it's the world of speaking, the world of music, or anything else, even when it feels like it's going wrong, try and, try and find that positive, try and enjoy it. Mm -hmm appreciate that this is the moment that will make you better. It'll make you, I'm sure I'm quoting a song right now. Uh, this is, this is, it's like Celine Dion or something. This is, but that's the moment that will actually make you better at, at what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you'll have done gigs that didn't have many people in the room oh, or, or, or your equipment's gigs. broken down or, or you made a mistake. Stop, stop uh, doing yeah, sometimes. Totally, you know, totally. And, um, but it becomes part of it. The, the positive thing that I've brought myself at doing those gigs was like I looked at it as I was just doing a practice session in my bedroom Yeah. where I was like so the positive was I'm still playing so let's say I'm practicing for a bigger set mm -hmm. and if the, the club's empty or you know the pub is empty that yeah. I'm still practicing yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. still put, clocking in hours towards my 10,000 or whatever you want to call it I'm way by that now I feel but still it's all <laughs> you've just got to put the time in yeah. and for anyone who wants to learn or train or achieve anything it's about the hours yeah. regardless whether there's a crowd there mm. it's about your own mindset yeah, yeah. and your own kind of determination to get better do you know what I mean yeah. well, I remember when I first went into the world of speaking and in fact before that work even I was in the uh, the world of stand-up comedy for years you you have that moment where you know you know in that first few seconds how this is going to go. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be just one of those gigs that is just a joy mm -hmm. and the audience come with you on this amazing journey or not, <laughs> you know? And yeah. it's, it, in, in stand-up comedy, it's, if it's going wrong, you know you've only got a few minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you might have 20 minutes, which might feel like hours, but it's, it's 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. You might only have five minutes, so on. But in, in what I do now, sometimes I speak for two hours. Mm and they can pay a lot of money for you to come and speak for two hours. And if you know within the first five minutes that it's going to be a toughie, to stand there for two hours mm -hmm. and talk and talk and talk, 
to a tough audience or if you're not quite hitting, hitting the nail on the head, again, it hurts a lot, mm. but it's in that moment you've just got to be telling yourself, no, no, this is this is practice. This is I'm going to build on this. This is going to take me on to the next one. And uh, it's not always the most enjoyable See, experience. See, that's, that's that. That, <clears throat> that happened to me. My last stand-up gig there, you know, where, I, to be honest, I just went in quite underprepared. And what had happened was, is like I knew the set, it was only a five-minute slot, and when I went there, they basically hadn't booked me on the bill. They'd messed it up somehow, okay. and they had too many names. So in my mind, I just was like, do you know what? I'm all right with that because I wasn't feeling too comfortable about it tonight. And I'm like, I'm just going to stand and watch. I'm cool. And they're like, right, okay, thanks. Really sorry. We'll get you on the next time. I'm like, right, cool. And then 10 minutes into the gig, the guy comes up, right, don't worry. We've got you. We've got you a slot. <laughs> and I was like, no, man, no way. No, please, no. So I went up and literally, yeah, the first 20 seconds, I just knew it was going to go terrible. Yeah. You know? And I just knew it. And I was like, uh, I was like swearing like a comma. You know, it was like the F word became a comma. And, and I was just like, my mic was too close and I yeah. just shat it, you know, I just absolutely <laughs> shat it. And uh, and I got the odd laugh here and there. And, and But for me, all I could do, and it's something I kind of always try to live by, is like, you know, I like to sort of like try and zoom out and have a bird's eye view of myself. And, yeah. and be like, well, hold on, you know, we're spinning in space here. There's, there's, yeah. no, there's nothing too stressful really about this. This is just thickening up my skin. Yeah, it's just a stand-up gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll call it, but you know, but for me, I'm more... Thickening up the skin and yeah. just trying to figure out and say, well, look, going forward, I know what I need to do, and it's helped me in my presentation. Yeah. And it gives you stories to tell. That's what that's what I love about the the the, the days where it goes wrong. It gives you a story to tell yeah. in other talks and other gigs later later on. You know, of course, because then the big ones you can just you know you can talk about those times. You know, yeah. Right, we're going to wrap up for part one at the moment. This has been part one with Gavin Oates. I'm really, really enjoying it right now. We've got a whole load of other stuff coming for part two. So make sure you tune in. And yeah, see you soon. See you all soon. Welcome back to the Escapade Show number eight, part two with Gavin Oates. YouTube. What up? <laughs> They're stealing my ideas. It's our idea. It's yeah, our idea. We had all sorts of ideas during the break, and he didn't. Yeah. You know, I'm just basically, <laughs> I, I'm like, when you look at so many other vloggers and YouTube channels, like, what up, YouTube, and all that, you know. And but he was secretly dying to do it there. So, but just... it's not really me. So I'm gonna oh, be authentic. Then. Okay. Um, I'm obviously animated, but I'm I'm not like a what up guy, you know what I mean? So, no. but, well, you guys have done it for me, so thank you. Okay. Right over the break there, we were getting some great chats, um, and we were talking just about the industry in general, um, and and different roles, and and one of the things that I had said there was, you know, like um, for young people especially that are aspiring to get into an industry like the music industry or the creative industries, is that look, I work full time in the music industry, but I don't make music. You know, and I think I think that's quite important mm -hmm. um, yeah, for all the different roles. I totally agree. I mean, I I, I remember speaking to a, a young boy in a school who told me he wanted he wanted to be a footballer, um, but he 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 knew that he wasn't going to be good enough to to play for Scotland. Mm -hmm. But you know, he could be he could be the Scottish coach. Mm -hmm. He could be the manager. Um, he he could be the physio. He could be. Uh, he could run a company that makes football shirts for every football team yes. in the world, um, and it's about helping those young people <clears throat> to realise that you know they have skills. 
you know, that can be used in a number of ways um, and uh, they can still be involved with their passion. Absolutely. It's great, great point that. It's like, um, you know, like Facebook, for instance. It's like the number two, three, four, five, six guy at Facebook, one made an absolute fortune, but they were part of the team that created the thing in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a great message to like, you know, team up, join a team, utilise what you're good at for the one. And you were saying there, it's like uh, the thing about the janitor, what was that? Um, at NASA, um, NASA yeah. you've got the president of United States of America uh, says to the, the, the janitor, you know what, tell me what, what, what do you do here? And he, he said something like, I put, I put men on the moon. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, you, you might just be one small piece in, in the bigger picture, um, but you have your part to play. Absolutely, and it's just as important. I think it's great company uh, ethos that um, yep. to have that instilled like right across the board. It's like it's a total joint effort. So going back to that for like young people or, or anyone in general, like teaming up with people is, is key because then together you can you can create something yep. kind of magical. And there's a term as well. There's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. Yeah. Because you know there's maybe somebody at the face of it, like Richard Branson. Of course. But the people that Branson's got around him. Huge them, team. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and they all have the same passion as him. Yeah. Um, I mean, at Tree of Knowledge, we have a, a fantastic team. Uh, there's currently 13 of us, soon to be 15. And, you know, we've got our, our speakers, we've got our business development, we've got marketing, we've got admin. And it doesn't matter which role you have in that business, you have your part to play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was part of our culture, part of our ethos that we were keen to to nail down straight away and that, that takes time. It takes time to find a team of people who believe mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, we've had people work for us in the past who I think they felt that we thought it was all about us, um, but actually it's everybody in mm -hmm. this together. Mm -hmm. um, and if one person isn't doing their job right, then it makes it more difficult. For that this affects person. us all, yeah. Well, we, you know, there's, there's a bit of healthy rivalry between the speakers and the business development team. You know, you've got your salespeople saying, well, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't, and we're saying, if we weren't awesome, you wouldn't have went to sell. It's yeah, like, no, yeah. actually, we, we need each other in this one. So we have a real a real sense of uh, family, a real sense of community, and everybody's everybody's doing their bit to make a difference. Definitely, it's really important. That family vibe is, a, is a, so important for us as well. Something we are certainly you know. trying to achieve, and I think we have, you know, and we've got a, a great team of uh, people around us, similar, sort of 13, 14, um, and it's just, it's just been, it's but been nuts. What's been great for us as well is we started with like zero cash though. Mm -hmm. And we just had, we had to build the momentum and the culture yeah. with nothing. Mm -hmm. So we just used like the music and inspiration and our own characters to kind of light the path yeah. and go, look, this is the vision. We will get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Jump on board. Who's with coming? Uh, jump on board. Some haven't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a yeah. few haven't actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. a good few that haven't. But guys like Ian, who's, who's yeah. in today, unbelievable. Yeah. Big shouts to you. No, he's right there. He's right there. Uh, but guys like Ian stuck out, understood it, so passionate about the music, and that's what's good about music as well, is because it plays to people's like emotions. It's yeah. like, well, I'm into music. I love a job in music. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stick this out and go for it yeah. with these guys, you know. And, and it brought us all together, really. The music like and that is such a cheddary line, but. It's like music brings us together, man. But, uh, like, you just uh, turned it into one of those YouTubers. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. But, <laughs> like, like, on, like, it's yes. like, uh, I want to be famous, like all that, beer, those young kids were talking about earlier in part one. Um, but, like, uh, it's just, it's, it, it is crazy, you know. It's like, I think 
having that though is what separates people who are average and people who really are wanting to achieve something. Yep. And I think I think that's the main thing here is as Stephen says, like we we have been through loads of people as well where they have the personality of a potato yeah. and, and you're kinda like, Wow, you know, your interview, you were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. but everyone's their best version of themselves in the interview. So it's like um I think you see it's a testament to guys like Ian and Jack and Craig and the rest of the people on the team, Claire, you know, I don't want to miss anyone out, but there's loads of them and, and Reese and all that. They're amazing, you know, amazing characters of people that have just Name the other ones. been, I know, been working right so, right, so, you do, you do that so I know I do right so well, I mean there's obviously there's Kenny, there's Peter, <laughs> there's uh, you know, there's loads of really oh, Finn, uh, you know, we both you Jeannie McCann. Well there's uh, you know the the there are so many, but again it's like it's just coming together like that and, and actually seeing that bigger vision and, and having the guys in sometimes when it's like a Tuesday night like one in the morning and we're on the yeah. whiteboard and we're all pulling our hair out and we're yeah. all like you know how are we making the next move here yeah. and I think that that and it actually goes back to what you were saying there about how like we really do try and bask in the journey sometimes yeah. Because it's like, is this actually happening? Are You're we actually sitting in here? He, yeah. yeah, he's definitely more trailblazer. And I'm quite good at, you know, reining him in and saying, yeah. hold on a second, mm. look at what we're achieving here, man. Yeah. Like, look at who we're speaking to yeah. or look at, you know, and, and, and you know, that van outside that, that Finn had picked up on Ella, you know, that van was an absolute dream of ours for like three and a half years, you know. And um, you know he even more so was just obsessed with getting. Nobody this could van. understand my obsession with the van. You yeah. know, and for me, it's like he he gets obsessed with something, and then it's then me. I'm like, okay, I need, I need understand why he's obsessed by it, and then I'm sold, and then it's like, okay, I'll sell it to the team now, <laughs> you know, it. because he'll be too. But I'm like, right, okay, so, I get it. Why? And now we're at a point where we're, we've got that van. And we flew down to England and we picked up and we drove it back up that night like two mm. mad nutters. And, and did it, you do the Teen Wolf moment where somebody took the roof? Literally <laughs> standing like, on the top. Like like yeah. No, none of that. And, um, that was a total eighties reference. Yeah. I forget. I'm so much older than you guys. This man over here is pissing himself because he gets it because he's cool. And he's the same age as me. And uh, Teen Wolf is the greatest film of all time. So well, okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. So the van thing. Uh, uh, we story about the van, right? Um, we'd made nothing in here right and it's like for some reason it was just this milestone moment it might have been anything it could be like a watch it could be anything but the van for me I was like the if carpet we can, as well if we can get to a point where we have a company van I know there's other stuff that's really working for some crazy <laughs> messed yeah, yeah. up reasons all about the van all about that it wasn't all about that, but it was all about that. But we were also inspired by like, the, the Unit 23 skate park behind us. Uh, they've got, cool they, vans, they've got some cool, cool vans. We'd yeah. always look at their vans and we're like, man, how cool would it be to have a van? I had like wee <laughs> brochures and stuff of like the ideal van kicking about. Yeah. We didn't even have a company though. No. But it was just one of those wee things. So when well, we, we were going to see vans and getting test drives aye, and well, all that. We were just like law of attraction stuff, you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? And just using it as um, motivation. And then when the day come, everyone knew there's that van because yeah. it's been spoken about for so yeah, long. Yeah. But it turned into a really motivational thing because yeah. people sitting there like, yes. It makes it real. I mean, yeah. You know, and yeah. it shows you that if, no matter if it's a van, whether it's a dream gig, whether it's uh, taking your company to X amount or Starts X now. amount of employees, yeah. it's the same process. Yeah. Visualise it, work, like to get it, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And it's just, it's a good wee thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, these are all the wee things. So it's all your wee milestones, isn't it? And, it's important. You know, if you've been dreaming about it for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Then it happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we recently, uh, well, about a year and a half ago now, we got to a point where we were able to purchase our own place. Um, and we, we've been thinking about that for eight years. 
you know, wouldn't it be great to actually have your own offices where you can do it up as you want? You know, you're not bound by the rules and regulations of a corporate space. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it felt like it's, it's just it's, brick, it's a building, it's bricks and mortar. It doesn't mm -hmm. actually mean anything, but it means so much. much. And it's not a massive, big palatial office, but it's awesome and it's ours and it's colourful and it's fun and I've got a sandpit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a hammock. Did I see a hammock? No. Did I not see a no. hammock? No. Um, I've we, seen a picture the other day and I'm sure I spied a hammock in there's, there. There's not a hammock, uh, but there will be by the end of today. <laughs> <laughs> Just but randomly. <laughs> no, we, uh, we don't have a hammock. Um, although we have, uh, we've got some amazing artwork up around the office. We've got a big chimpanzee with his headphones on and just uh it's just very very colorful very spacious very comfortable a lot of big comfy sofas and there's regular desks there's stand-up desks mm -hmm. a lot of people prefer to work standing up and so on and um but you know we've we've uh it's a two-story building and the downstairs are split in two uh, and we, we rent that out to small uh companies um and we love the fact that we're able to help other AI, businesses as well and yeah, space. And, and charge them rates that are not nearly as crazy as what the council would charge or some of these big corporate organisations so we can help them out a little bit as well and do you know over time you know we may get to a size where we need uh, the downstairs as well certainly we're nowhere near that just now but <coughs> as soon as that happens though and we've got two stories yeah um fireman's pole definitely oh, and slide and ball swamp <laughs> that does we're, we're definitely need to come it through it sounds great yes absolutely sounds brilliant now I was wanting to ask you a couple of questions just uh, going back on the, the whole sort of speeches and talks that you do and first things first I wanted to ask was what's been your best one the wow. most electrifying like okay. you know you've walked because you know for me I'd love to come and see you speak by the yeah. way I'd really really would love to do that um, and we need to get to more of these things like Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, things like that. I'd love to just go and experience it, you know, and feel it there. So, Especially a Robbins thing. Oh, know, a big hand going up there. That's a really big hand. That's yeah, huge. so big, yeah. so big. So what's, what's been your, what, you, the one that you've connected with most? That's a tough one to answer. Um, I've, I mean, over the years, I must have, oh, I must have delivered thousands uh, of different talks in front of hundreds of thousands of people. What has been my my favourite one? Um, I think one of my favourite ones, I don't know if it's my out-and-out favourite one, uh, has certainly been uh, an event I did for a housing association down in, in Manchester. And I remember going down thinking, you know, it's a housing association, it'll be, it'll be really lovely people who do a great job, bear in mind their job is to create homes for people and make sure people are safe and secure and all that sort of stuff. Great people, but I'm thinking, how exciting can a housing conference mm -hmm. be? Uh, turns out very. Uh, you know, when when you discover that there's almost fifteen hundred people coming and they've taken over uh, the huge uh, archways down in in Manchester, and they've got a huge production company in to run the thing, and an events company, and they've got lights and screens and phenomenal setup. They've even got the the auto cue <coughs> setup that moves up and down as you're talking, but they can't see it, but you can and absolutely extraordinary mm. um, and I walked into the venue and so I've done that twice for them the second one I ended up going back to host the whole thing and keynote but the first time it was just keynote and I arrived they knew I couldn't be there at the start of the day and I arrived um, just uh, as the afternoon was kicking off and I was on at the end of the day and as I came in they showed me in through the back door where the, the sound desk was going to be 
and I just remember standing there and all you could see was a sea of people. Because albeit it was nearly 1,500 people, they were all sat at tables of 10. So these big circular tables, which just made it feel even even mm -hmm. bigger again. And I could see the guy on stage at that moment in time, he was just this tiny, tiny wee figure in the distance. Mm -hmm. And I just got this massive wave of nerves and adrenaline. And I was just like, this is, this is massive. This yeah. is the scariest thing I've ever done. Um, and uh, the moment came when I'm getting introduced and my legs going and I, I get really nervous. I'm a very nervous person, uh, just in general, and, and um, uh, which probably means I'm completely in the wrong profession. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it works for me because of that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I got up on stage and just when you get that first response, that first laugh or first from, from your audience when there's that many people, Oh, it was just a, an extraordinary experience. So things like that, but also there's 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 been events that I've spoken at where there's maybe 60 people, but it's just, we're all in that moment and something just clicks mm -hmm. where they're just so with mm -hmm. you from the word go and they're so on board and they're so bought into your stories and they agree and they feel everything you're saying. That's, it's, it's more those moments rather than, it's not so much the event, that would be my favourite event. Mm. It's just, it's just those moments. The interactions. It's just when you have a group of people who are just with you. Mm -hmm. They just get what you're trying to do and mm -hmm. trying to say, and and they've obviously made the decision within seconds. Do you know what? I'm going to give this guy a shot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come with him on his journey and listen mm -hmm. and be a part of it. And it's when you're in that moment, and you just know mm -hmm. that you are making them feel amazing. That, it's those moments that are my, my favourite moments. I tell a lot of stories about my kids. Um, I speak very openly and very honestly on stage. I'm not one for going up and like, swearing my head off or anything like that, but I do, I do talk a lot about um, losing my dad. I talk a lot about my kids. And everybody can relate to those real stories. Yeah. And I tend to think that's when they come with you. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. It's just yeah, when you're no, in that house, that guy's waving his hand again. He's doing this. I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> uh, and uh, he told me not to say that. Um, <laughs> but it's when you're absolutely in that moment. Um, they're my favourite moments. This this guy over here is doing this. Uh, he, he, he told me not to say that. So uh, I've said it. Apparently it means we've to finish. Well, on that note, absolutely great to finish on that note, Gavin. It's been a pleasure um, doing this with you. Thank you so much. Legend. Looking forward to doing some more stuff with the Tree of Knowledge. Be sure to check them out. Doing some amazing work. But that's us. That's been Escapade Show number eight. Number eight. Here we are. And we will do this again. Yes. And we These guys are amazing. Keep following what they're doing. It's making a huge difference. Thank Appreciate you so it. much. Maybe the next episode we could do in your office. Aye. I'd love to. Sounds good. Sure. Sounds good. Remember, subscribe to the channel. Please subscribe. Uh, check us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook? Facebook. Twitter. Instagram. Escapade Studios on Facebook and everywhere else. And Facebook. Facebook. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.